Pushed into the net by Kylian Mbappe. Depay! And he stretched it! Oh, finds Dembele. The first touch is good. The second is deadly. Neymar still. Oh, my word, what a goal! Golovin! Lovely finish. Must be the opening goal. Benedetto! And Bagnon. Fantastic. Outrageous goal from Gael Kakuta. Play it again. A goal back. Oh, Benedetto. Beautifully done. Sensational. Hello and welcome along to Le Bourgeois for a Mercato special as Real Madrid fail in their attempts to sign Kylian Mbappe. Leon swoop for a World Cup winner. Rennes bring in Laborde but lose Camavinga. And Saint-Étienne sign an international striker from Liverpool. We are coming uh, slightly later this week. Um, because we wanted to uh, adapt to bring in the uh, all the last-minute transfers that uh, that went through on Tuesday night. But we will also be reflecting on the weekend's action. Plenty of goals, plenty of excitement once again. And uh, we'll be looking a little bit at the, uh, at the first month of the season, the big winners, the big losers. And to help me uh, to go through all that and analyse that, I have uh, Robbie Thompson. How are you, Robbie? Very good, Matthew. Thank you. And uh, a little bit strange being on a, on a Wednesday. My alarm wasn't Great. ready. I wasn't well, ready. I was all G'd up for Monday and, and yeah, have to adapt, have to adapt. But we couldn't do it, Robbie. You would have been just Absolutely. So, I didn't know what was so happening. unnerved by the Kylian Mbappe situation. So now we know we're going to have was, Mbappe, I was, I was Messi, calm Neymar. and confident throughout. Calm and confident <laughs> throughout. <laughs> Armel Tangi. Uh, great to have Armel uh, back. I think it's your first appearance this season. How are you, Armel? It is. Yeah, I'm all right. Thank you, Matt. I'm a bit disappointed that the intro didn't lead into the winners and the big losers and here to accompany me a couple of big losers. But there we go. It's just what I was hoping for. But we're here and we're happy. We could record again, but no, I think we'll keep going. We'll keep going. Um, so, you know, I mentioned some of some of the names. I mean, the 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 Mbappe story has obviously made all the headlines. I was looking at L'Equipe this morning. Their headline was the non-transfer of the century, which uh, which is quite funny. Um, so by all accounts, Real Madrid came in with uh, a third bid of 200 million euros. Paris Saint-Germain didn't even uh, respond. Um, we're going to talk in, in detail about Kylian Mbappe's situation, about the late moves at PSG, because there were... Uh, a couple of uh, uh, a couple of transfers late on uh, for PSG. I want to start, guys, uh, by talking about Leon, who've had a, a difficult start to the season. They did get their first win of the campaign under Peter Bosch uh, on Friday, one 0 away to Nantes. Uh, Moussa Dembélé scoring, um, but Armel they they captured the headlines last night by signing a big name, uh, Jerome Boateng, of course, formerly of Bayern Munich. Uh, a veteran of the German national team, 33 years of age. There have been a bit, a few question marks about about his uh, his level, sort of tailing off a little bit in 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 the last season. But he is only 33, um, and you know that could be the man to sort of steady Leon's defence, which has looked woeful in the first weeks of the season. It could be uh, if you're an optimist, you're pessimist. He could also be pondering the differences between Marcelo and Jerome Boateng, who both run like they're carrying a, a a lorry behind them. But I'm I'm optimistic. I think it could be 
be brilliant. He'll bring good experience to that team. And we might get to see Jay-Z at the Group Armour Stadium because he's signed to his uh, sporting agency. So who knows? That could be a bit of excitement in Indiana as well. And that's why that's yeah, that's why it's good to have Armel back for that music culture because you know he's a bit younger than us and he's you know he's a bit more sort of hipster. Robbie, I, th- <laughs> I think he's being a bit harsh. No, Jérôme Boateng, we're talking about a different caliber of player to to Marcelo. Yeah, I think so. I think um, it's is definitely better than Marcelo, especially since Marcelo has just had such a checkered. I think overall Marcelo's got a bit of a a, a bad rap from his time at Leon. I think he was better than people said he was but I don't think he's in the same level as a as a Boateng as a World Cup winner um the thing with Marcelo is that he's had another fallout with the club after their after their recent um loss to Angers he then went and played golf when they were playing Clermont didn't and publicly was not uh, watching the game even um a la, a la Neymar playing poker when PSG were playing a couple of seasons ago and then he didn't show up to training. He was sent to train with the reserves and he didn't show up with the reserves. And I think Marcelo is this time after the the, the donkey um, banners and the problems with the fans a couple of seasons ago. I, th- I think this time it's finished. I commentated their match on the weekend. Um, Diomande is a good player with promise, but I don't think he's ready to be first choice yet. They had Jason Denier on the bench. Uh, he came on late on, but he... He didn't start because he's coming back from COVID, I think. That's why um, he didn't start. I, I'm not sure Boateng will necessarily be first choice, depending on how he settles in with Damien De Silva. Um, but uh, De Silva will be competing with him, and then Jason Denier, I expect, will come back to, to first choice as well. But all, all, all to wait and see. Um, they needed a central defender. They've got one. They've got Emerson. They've got Leo Dubois. It's starting to look like something more solid at the back. They just have to, to make it sit. Not first choice? Does that raise a few eyebrows? Yeah, my eyebrows yes. went, <laughs> went very high there. I mean, I think if he's, yeah, if that, you know, the wages they'll be paying him, um, his decision to come, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, okay. Fair and to, be, and fair to be honest, I'm also very confident that he is still, still good enough. I, I, I don't think... You know, you, Armel says he runs like he's what? What did you say? Pulling a tractor or a lorry? I, I lorry, say, says, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that's harsh. Um, I don't think he'll be looking forward to, to going to the Parc des Princes in in a couple of weeks because he had a bad experience against Messi, didn't he? Uh, already, mm-hmm. but um, no, I think I, I think what's interesting, Peter Boss uh, has been pretty uh, concerned about the attitudes at at, at the training ground, and mm-hmm. I think if you look at the players that they've brought in this summer. Um, I think he wants Emerson, who they brought in the left back from from Chelsea, uh, a European champion. Um, Twice, Jadon uh, Shakiri, um, who they've brought in obviously from from Liverpool. Now I know these are not first choice names from Liverpool and, and Chelsea, but they are experienced international players. Um, yeah, that's right, Emerson. Yeah, he won the Champions League mm-hmm. and the Euros, didn't he? Yeah. So yeah. you know. Um, and I think Boateng, I think that's going to be his role as well, to kind of show the youngsters, the Sherkis, the uh, the Awas. These guys have stayed, by the way, which is uh, which is positive. Um, to show them how to behave on the training ground, how to prepare for matches, how to uh, how to conduct yourself. And I think as much as that, um, you know, that that's what Peter Boss was uh, was looking for. So I'm I'm a bit more I'm a bit more optimistic. Um, Armel Shakiri, Emerson, do they do, do they get your nod of approval? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Shakiri is a great little player. Um, and he obviously needed to be at a club where he was starting. So I think he's got a point to prove to himself. And there's no doubt there's a wonderful player in there. We've seen it in Switzerland. We've seen it at club level as well. Um, Emerson, I can't say I've seen too much of on the football pitch up until uh, last weekend when he joined Ligue 1. But um, as, as the two of you have been saying, his trophy all speaks for itself. And he's got a Europa League with Chelsea to his name as well. So he's pretty much won it all in Europe. And they had been playing um, Maxwell Cornet out of position at left back, even if he, he sort of became a bit of a left back. But it's been a problem position for yeah. them for a couple of seasons now. Maxwell mm. Cornet, who, is, who signed for Umbro, Umbro. wasn't he? For, yeah, <laughs> for 17 million euros. That was, that was the poor chap. That was the photo doing the rounds. He was being unveiled with his Burnley shirt and he, he pointed, instead of pointing to the Burnley badge, he pointed to the Umbro sign. And of course, Twitter enjoys to, you know, to mock uh, when somebody makes a mistake like that. Um, we'll have to watch out. We'll apparently, how, apparently, you know, Matt, yep. he was asked to point to all the different sponsors and partners. On the shirt, there, on the I, I, on I know, sleeve I know and, there were yeah, there were so. plenty of photos where he was pointing to the right thing. So yeah. it's it's a bit harsh, <laughs> I think. It's a bit harsh. Good. I I I, I like Maxwell Cornet. Uh, some Leon fans have 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 been a bit harsh with him. Uh, he's always been wholehearted. He's yeah. they bought him as a striker. He ended up playing as a left back. He's he's never complained, mm. um, and he always scores against Manchester City. So exactly. you know, it can't be that bad. Um, before, guys, before we go on to talk about PSG, Mbappe, um, Marseille and uh, the incomings and outgoings there, um, Le Bourgeois, the official Ligue 1 Uber Eats podcast, is going to talk with Robbie Thompson and Armel Tanky about Ren, um, because Ren um, are an ambitious club and Ren have had some late dealings. Uh, Real Madrid didn't get the French youngster they went all out for, but they did get um, a very good young player in Eduardo Camavinga. And I have to say, I always get this uh, sort of nasty little feeling in, in my tummy when Lee Uber Eats loses one of its big talents. And, I, you know, I, I love Eduardo Camavinga. I know he had a hard season last season. Um, the way he burst onto the scene with Rennes and with France at 17 leaves me in absolutely no doubt that this guy is a phenomenon. Um what are you what are you guys thinking first of all about Camavinga's move to Real Madrid? I've seen a bit of skepticism um on social media, people saying, Well, it's a bit of a big step up, isn't it, for a guy who struggled a bit at, at Ren last season. It's a thirty million euro deal that could rise up to forty five uh with bonuses. Robbie, a good move for for Camavinga, what do you think? I think so. If it's a if it's a, a move where if we consider and accept that this is a something of a transition season for Real Madrid. I think it's a, I mean, a move for 99.5% of professional footballers around the world, a move to Real Madrid is, is the good move. Honestly, I think it's a, it's a step up in terms of, of club structure, in terms of the, the size of a club, it's following the, the players you'll be playing with, apart from perhaps a, a Bayern Munich, a Manchester City, a Paris Saint-Germain, where you have to really think about, do you, is it a step up for you? I think for, for everybody else, for a player at Rennes, it's a, it's a step up. I don't, I don't think it's too big. I think he has huge talent. Let's not forget, he is very, very young. And, and I don't think he even had that bad a season last year. It's just that expectations were so high. 
I mean, he he. But it's he, also it's also so normal. I mean, for you know it's, exactly for an eighteen year old for an eighteen year old to suffer a little bit of a dip when when you know when he's just been so phenomenal bursting onto the mm. scene and just scoring an overhead kick nine minutes into your full international debut. Exactly, it does. I'm sure his mindset changed. But Rob, I'm interested. Is that 0.5 percent that it's not good for to go to Real Madrid? Does that include Kylian Mbappe? That's what we're I was talking assuming as well. Yeah, well, no, there are other players as well from Paris Saint-Germain and from other clubs that perhaps uh-huh. don't consider that uh, that Real Madrid is a, a is a step up. Kylian is Kylian is not going to Real Madrid, so I don't see the the point. <laughs> <laughs> I I, th- I think it's a it's a good move for Eduardo Camavinga. Yeah, I, think I do too. Give him a, a a boost to to reach that next level, which we kind of all expected a couple of years ago and didn't end up happening last season, sadly spent a lot of time kind of being a substitute. So I, I want to see him really kicking on now with the pressure of being around some of the best players in the world. And it doesn't necessarily mean he's going to boss matches and be, uh, you know, alongside Casemiro and dictating dictating play in every league game he plays. But he is a very good player with a huge potential. He's very young and he's going to, going to keep progressing. Yeah, and I think Real Madrid are investing in him at a time where they're starting a rebuild. And mm-hmm. if they're putting that money... Um, you know, into Eduardo Camavinga, it's because you know, it's because I think they will take take care of him and nurture him. And yeah, he won't play every game, but I think he'll get football. And I, I think he he is good enough to be a Real Madrid player. I really do. So, um, watch this space. Ren Ren made a big move um, for Gaetan Laborde, which uh, which I'm pleased because. I didn't want Laborde going to West Ham or, or somewhere. I like him. I, I, I like having him in, in Liga Nubrit, bustling, wholehearted attacker who, you know, doesn't really have off games. You know, he's a guy who just never seems to go missing. And uh, Wren needed a striker, didn't they? Um, Armel, I know I know they've got Girassi, who's scored one or two already this season. But, uh, um, you know, Mbai Nyong seems to be, I don't, I don't know what he's doing yeah, these days. Yeah, what's he doing? Yeah. Well, he's still I think there. he's still at the club. Yeah. He's still there, yeah. but yeah, very much on the on the out, on the the out outside. Um, but Laborde, yeah. Laborde's a good signing. It is, uh, well, he is rather a, a very good signing. Yeah, he's a he's a quality forward. As you say, the sort of guy you can rely on. I did the Montpellier game at the weekend and he, he wasn't particularly present, which was a rarity, but he still got on the score sheet. Um, so... You know that that says a lot about the player. That clearly he knew he was neither here nor there in terms of his Montpellier career, missing his mate Andy, and um, and yeah, still got a goal. So I, I do think that's a great signing for for Ren, definitely. Okay, well, you just sort of contradicted what I said. You know that he's that he turns up in every game, but that's all right. Arnold. That's all right. You know we're we're allowed to we're allowed to. Well, no, I went with you as well because he's still got a goal and was a striker's role. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I commentate, I always feel like you know he's 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 always a handful for the for the for, for the defenders. But yeah, anyway, um, <laughs> I, I'm going with 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 both of you on this one. Good man, that's the right call. <laughs> maybe maybe for the first time in his career, because he had his uh, mind a little bit on the transfer, he, he was just you know not quite that you know as tuned in as usual. Um, let's bring in some commentary. Um, it's about time. We heard some action from the weekend. And of course, all eyes were focused on Rouse and the Stad August Delone on uh, Sunday night. We had um, a moment of um, of history. I think we can say it. Uh, the six-time Ballon d'Or winner, the greatest player of all time in my book. 
Yeah, I'm going to say that now. Um, yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, he played Lionel Messi. Let's hear some uh, some commentary. Rouse against Paris Saint-Germain. I was uh, the uh, the lucky man commentating the action. Di Maria's cross is a really good one. There's the opening goal. Kylian Mbappe. Well, it doesn't matter how much talk there is surrounding his future. This man just keeps on scoring. Well played by Wijnaldum. Gay now releasing Hakimi. Problems for Rouse. Ashraf Hakimi. Hakimi into the box. Crossing far post and Mbappe. So clinical. The substitution we've all been waiting for. Lionel Messi makes his entrance into French football. Rouse nil Paris Saint-Germain 2. Um, it was all about Messi. In the end, it was all about Mbappe. So it no, wasn't you're all about Messi. yourself now, man. <laughs> <laughs> you, don't, you don't need Armel at all. <laughs> Robbie, what, what did you make of the uh, the festivities and the football? I I the festivities were spectacular. It, it was a fantastic day for for French football, honestly, because the we saw just what one player can mean to a to a whole football stadium. I mean, the moment from the moment he arrived at the at the ground. There was there was even a buzz in the days leading up, obviously at the Stade Auguste alone. But the Paris Saint Germain ultras were in fine voice from forty five minutes before kickoff. They really they almost got the whole stadium up and and bouncing for for their cause. And the moment when when Lionel Messi came on, the entire stadium chanting his name. It it was something that transcended local rivalries. I mean, obviously, it wouldn't have been that way in Marseille, I don't think. I don't think the, the Stade Velodrome would have got behind it or or at Lyon. But there was something festive and 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 really, really good fun. And it was it was this little player that did this to a to a to a whole stadium, to a whole league, to a, he's done it to a whole world of football. There's just so much admiration for him. And I think people couldn't quite believe it. And and yes, the, it overshadowed a little bit the match, I think Reims were are, are a good football side, and and they they can do something this season. I think PSG were 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 not incredibly good or dominant. I thought Kylian Mbappe was excellent. I thought his two goals were excellent. I think he proved a point, and I think he's he's always proving a point. And he, I think he likes being in this position where he has to prove something, and he did it. I mean, he's scoring headers now, week in week out. This is is this the new Kylian Mbappe? This is. A, this is never seen before. He'd never scored a header in the league for Paris Saint-Germain before last week. That's two in two now. Um, and he showed that he, now that he's staying, if it was ever in doubt, um, I think that he's <laughs> going to be a, a, a main player in this side this season. Along with Lionel Messi. There was a little, there was bit, a little of bit of doubt. Okay, there was a little bit of doubt. <laughs> <laughs> Messi didn't, didn't, didn't do a huge amount. Which is to be expected. It was the first game for him since the Copa America final. Um but yeah, he looks like a useful player, doesn't he, Armel? And but I, what what I want to oh, ask man. you, <laughs> there, there's been quite a lot of talk about um, football rivalries and, and whether it's right for an opposition team or fans of an opposition team to to chant uh, the, the you know the the name of, of an opponent. We heard that the head of um, commercial activities at rounds he gave an interview before saying i want to hear the whole stadium chanting messy and and people found that a bit weird and that then afterwards weird. we saw we saw predrag rajkovic having a photo with his son and 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 Lionel messi how how do you um how do you interpret all of that i don't see too much 
wrong with it. I mean, it's not like France and PSG have an enormous rivalry. I don't think you'd have got the same at the Velodrome for, for little Lionel. But um, I, don't, I don't really see too much wrong with it. I mean, there was, you know, if you're able to sell every ticket in the house uh, for, for a game because of somebody's presence like that, then, then you might as well milk it. It's, you know, you, he's, he's someone, as, as you said, Matt, that, that's admired around the world. And as far as I know, Haas is included in that. So the people from Haas that watch football love Lionel Messi. And, and uh, he's now a PSG player, so they get to watch him every week. And yeah, I mean, it's a, as I say, historic event, but it was a shame that it was only half an hour and he only saw the ball three or four times. But um, but it's it's happened, he's here, and and they got to enjoy it. And Pedrag Rajkovic has got a new photo for his mantelpiece. Indeed, he's here. Um, he's here for at least a couple of seasons, it seems. And for this season, at least, he'll be playing with Kylian Mbappe. He'll be playing with Neymar. Um, Robbie, this has to go down as PSG's greatest ever transfer window, perhaps one of the greatest ever transfer windows in the history of football. Um, because as as L'Equipe newspaper point out um, on Wednesday morning, it was exceptional right until the last minute because um, obviously leading up, leading up to yesterday, we had uh, Donnarumma, Sergio Ramos, uh, Wijnaldum, Hakimi mm-hmm. and Messi. Um, those five coming in Not for just... For just 60 million euros because four of them were were free transfers and then uh, yesterday we we learned that Kylian Mbappe is staying and they also signed Nuno Mendes uh, the young left back from Sporting Lisbon has joined on loan with a view to a 40 million uh, uh, euro transfer next summer Pablo Sarabia has uh, gone the other way on loan to Sporting by all accounts you know I haven't seen much of Nuno Mendes he would have played in the Euros had he not been injured but one of the stars, one of the revelations of Portuguese football last season, and apparently, you know, very much in the Hakimi mould, uh, an incredibly dynamic, fast fullback who who should provide competition, I think, to Juan Bernat this season. Um, so, I mean, Robbie, if, you know, if they, we see Juan Bernat, yeah, why is he is he still struggling? He's still, oh well, he's not hasn't been named in a in a weekend squad. But sorry, I cut you off, Matt. But if I can, I'll 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 run with it. The opening, <laughs> um, it's an incredible transfer window. I don't think there's any doubt when you look at other clubs, what they've done. This is this is a remarkable transfer window. I think it's a mix of things that were needed for the club and also opportunities that presented themselves that, that could be taken. So I think the, the Messi, the, the Ramos were opportunities that presented themselves that could be taken. And, and I think uh, Hakimi was essential, I think. Nuno Mendes was essential at left back, and Gini Wijnaldum. Hopefully, he will prove that he is a, an essential cog in a in a, a player that's a box to box midfielder and is has the potential to play uh, uh, an important role in the centre of the park, which Paris need as well. So, it's a it's a remarkable transfer window, all for the price of sixty million euros, as you say. There was Danilo Pereira as well, who whose loan became permanent for sixteen million. As well, so seventy six. So, yeah. so seventy six. So seventy six, and I think Nuno Mendes. I think the loan is five million as well. So eighty one. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So eighty one yeah, for six players. It <laughs> it's um, is is Mendes a, a distinct uh, upgrade on Mitchell Backer? He is a distinct upgrade on Mitchell Backer. A word on Juan Bernat, who 
injured himself in the third game of last season, did his knee in a collision actually with Presnel Kimpembe, um, had a reconstruction, and then basically there was an infection, there was inflammation, he's had a couple of setbacks along the way, he's been training for the last month, but it's now a, a history of serious injuries for, for Juan Bernat. He missed a couple of seasons at, at Bayern Munich towards the end as well. He's then had a few muscle problems, plus this serious injury. And I think the club, uh, hope, I mean, you want two players for every position. They have, they have more than that now. I think it's 35 players in the, in the first team squad mm. for Paris Saint-Germain, going a little bit against the, the trend now in that respect as well. But they have more than cover for every position. And I think Nuno Mendes is a, is a really quality addition to the squad and one that they, they needed to make. Can I just say also on, on that point about how many people they've got in the squad? So I'm delighted that Arno Calimundo, but he has managed to leave and uh, get some first team football this season and in Liga and back at Lens where they know him and love him. I think that's that's a great move for a young talent to develop and I think we can all rejoice in the fact he won't be rotting on the Parisian bench. I think that's great, yeah. I think it's great for Lens. I think it's great for Calimundo. We saw him playing uh, playing some very good football with Lance last season and uh, they've got a good side under Franck Ez. They've started the mm. season well. They've got the fans back in the Stade Felix Bollet. So, you know, that should be that should be absolutely fantastic to watch. But Robbie, the question or the statement I'm going to put to you, um, if PSG don't win the Champions League this season, they might as well give up, no? Yeah, I think they will, Matt. I think they'll just fold. I think that'll be the end of it. <laughs> I think the club won't, yeah. won't exist after 2022. It's a very good point you make. And, uh, yep. Reasonable. There's, That's the history of football, Matt. I think we've always seen it that way. No, look. There's, there's, the, there's the sentence for the trailer this week. <laughs> no, look. It's uh, it's look. Obviously, Paris Saint Germain want to win the Champions League, but let's focus one one step at a time. They need to win the league back. Hopefully, they'll do that. They have a squad capable of winning the Champions League. But we saw last season Bayern Munich, Manchester City. These are sides that are okay. That but are Robbie, capable. That, you know, I. It was a bit tongue-in-cheek what I said, but only a bit because, you know, Mbappe's here for one more season. It doesn't work that way, Obviously, yeah. No, but Robbie, let me finish. PSG will try to extend him. I imagine they'll, 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 they'll try to convince him, but I, honestly, I don't think he'll extend. So Mbappe's here for one more year. Messi, you know, let's hope he doesn't sort of start declining in terms of his, 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 his powers. Uh, he's 34. Um, but this is, this is the year. And I know, of course, there are no guarantees, but... Good. Good. This is the that's year, why right? we like sport. That's that's the that's an important thing about sport, Matt. Is that there are no guarantees. It's something that people are having more and more difficulty accepting. Is that sport does not always give you a logical outcome. Yes, Paris Saint Germain have a fantastic squad. Maybe some could say one of the best squads ever ever assembled. I think. I think it's a, a there's an argument for that. It's a, it's exceptional. But it doesn't mean you're going to win the Champions League. There's I know, huge and pressure on Pochettino. I know, I know. And, and the, why we love sport and why everyone loves football is because it doesn't mean the big guy is always going to win. And that's the case again. I know. And what, what's, I've always found interesting is you see, you see certain things. Marseille won the Champions League the year after they sold Papin. And it was like, you know, surely they can't do that without Papin. And they did. Um, Liverpool sold Michael Owen and then won the Champions League the next year. And, you know, these... But Gianluigi yeah, it, Buffon it, it, has never won can... the Champions League. Uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic has never won the Champions League. These are, these are, it's not. Spent too long at Paris. <laughs> they were very close, very close back, back then. <laughs> but yes, and well, also, a done, qu yeah. just a quick word on, on Lionel Messi. He's now got three games with Argentina. So after 20 minutes this season, having just come back from a, 
a long pre-season. Let's hope that uh, he gets back from South America in one piece because Champions League is just Mm. around the corner, as you so rightly pointed out, Matt. Let's take a little break from uh, transfer news and and commentary. We're going to have a a deja who. Um, I think we've got a lot of loyal, loyal listeners who know exactly what that means. Just in case you're a first-time listener, you have to try and guess who we're talking about. The clue uh, last week was when I made my Ligue 1 debut, Gérald Batic, Jacques Songo and Joseph Désiré Job were among my teammates. I went on to play under Mourinho, Wenger, Mancini and Pardieu. I finished my career unpredictably in Paraguay. The answer was the former Mets and Monaco legend, Emmanuel Adebayor. Correct answers. Quite a few of you. Adam Cyrilnik, Romuald Lora, Ed Scott, James Cathy, Andrew Willimott, who said he loves the podcast. Thank you, Andrew. Habib Barr, um, Artan Murtishi, who says, as a City fan, I'll never forget the goal he scored against Arsenal when he ran the length of the pitch to celebrate in front of their fans. Keep up the brilliant work, guys. Thank you, Arton. I also remember that day. It was the 12th of September 2010. The reason I know that is because it was my wedding day and it was ruined by Emmanuel Adebayor. Um, also, Joel Berg, Thomas DeRoy, James Wascom, and Joe McCall. James Wascom points out he's got four out of four. Um, congratulations to all of you. And just a word from uh, Kev Sherwood, who was was keen to, to let us know that he did get Julien Escudet uh, the previous week. He sent uh, his email in very late in, in the day. Um, this week's Deja Who, if you think you know the answer, you can email us, league1podcast at gmail.com. That's L-I-G-U-E, the number one podcast at gmail.com, or using the hashtag uh, Le Bourgeois on Twitter. Here we go, time for Deja Who. Born in the Paris region, I made my pro debut in Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang's hometown. I played just 18 months in Ligue 1 before getting a big move abroad. Things could get very messy for me in the Champions League this season, even if my club is bullish about its chances. There you go. Thank you to producer Ian for for that uh, conundrum. If you know the answer, league1podcast at gmail.com or use the hashtag on Twitter, Le Bourgeau. Um, Moving back to the uh, current goings-on in Liga, um, we're going to talk a little bit about Marseille. Marseille played Saint-Etienne at the weekend and their exciting start to the season continued. David Crossan commentated from the Velodrome. Dimitri Payet kicks off Marseille against Saint-Étienne. Everyone involved hoping that tonight will be a feast of football and that people will be talking about a game involving Marseille for all the right reasons after what happened at Nice last Sunday. Payet for Under's run. Under running in behind Kolodzisak, needs someone to arrive. De La Fuente is there. One winger to the other. Genduzi with the chance. Genduzi scores and celebrates with the Marseille faithful. Oh, sheesh. Chance. Oh, and it's the equaliser. Timotej Kolodzisak celebrates. And Saint-Etienne have equalised from the corner. Here's Under. The scoop ball towards Payet, so much taller than him. Rangier for Gerson. Big moment for Gerson. He's been anonymous all game long. But it is the 20 million euro signing 
from Flamengo's first Marseille goal. How he needed that, how Jorge Sampaoli needed that. It's fallen for Under, Ganduzi to the outside, Under will shoot. Beautiful goal by Under. It is Under's third Marseille goal. So a good win for Olympique de Marseille. Jorge Sampaoli's side have uh, seven points from three games. What with the uh, the Nice-Marseille game having been uh, abandoned. We're still waiting to hear what's going to happen uh, about that. There were some late um, transfer dealings. Bubakar Camera was uh, the subject of interest and bids uh, by all accounts from Newcastle and Wolves, but uh, he rejected those moves. Um, Duye Cheleta Saar is also still at the club, and that has meant that Marseille haven't been able to um, officialise the signing of Amin Arit from uh, from Schalke. We're still waiting to hear whether whether that move will go through or not. But um, um, I'll go to you, Robbie, first. You know, really exciting start to the season. Marseille have brought in a lot of players. The atmosphere at the Velodrome was was, was incredible uh, again. And again, we saw a Marseille team that, that, that could score goals and looked capable of conceding as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's all entertainment. It's going to be spectacular at the Stade Velodrome this season, which is, which is what we like. If, uh, if Marseille have failed to get any, of, any more signings across the line um, last night or in the last 24 hours, I still think they've done a, a fantastic job in regenerating a squad that really needed rejuvenating, regenerating. They they desperately needed new faces. Um, Under has made a, a fantastic start. And th- what better way at, at Marseille than, than than score goals and 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 get amongst it? He's got three and four now since arriving. I think that's nearly a record for a for a, a Marseille player. I remember looking at the statistics ahead of the third game of the season and no one had scored in their first three matches for Marseille since Xavier Gravelin in the mid-90s. Um, he didn't do it, but he's got three and four now. And uh, and he's looking the fantastic replacement for Tovin because I think there were a few question marks about about that. Dimitri Payet is a, is a rejuvenated, regenerated player as well, not, despite not being a new signing. I think Chaleta Tsar is a good player. I hope he finds a place for himself that there's there's somewhere for him there in in the side. But look, Marseille look very good. Very good. Very good. And I have to say I'm I'm pleased again that Bubaka Camara hasn't left because I mean But he's worth you know, more I, I, than uh, with all respect to the names you the clubs you you name Matt. Bubaka Camara is a, a a formidable footballer, very young yeah. and he's going to go on and he could play I for think, a, a big club. I think he's brilliant. I, I I did upset people on Twitter yesterday by saying he's far too good for Newcastle, including David Crossan, actually, who who, who reacted <laughs> and told me to pipe down. But um, 15 million euros, I mean, it's, it's because he's not he's not signing a new contract. He's, he's got one year left. And also because a little, not like Camavinga, he's a bit older than Camavinga, but he, you know, he didn't have his best season last year. He didn't mm. necessarily, well, that's maybe a bit harsh because he moved from central defence into central midfield, did well. But Armel, I'm I'm a massive fan of of uh, of Bubaka Camera, and for for 15 million euros, uh, it almost feels like saying, well, it's better to keep him for a season. It's a little bit sad, really, for for him. I feel the situation because clearly Marseille were banking on that money coming in, knowing that he's a player worth a lot of money. But it's it's a club where. Perhaps they're lacking in, in, in local lads, lads that 
know exactly what it means to wear that shirt. And he's one of them. He's someone that could, and it seems like it won't be the case, but we could have gone down a road of this guy's our future captain. And I feel like it's a bit, yeah, it's always a bit upsetting when this happens to a young player with so much potential that the club see him more as a, as a check rather than as a, well, a future leader. I Yeah, I get what you're saying. But in Marseille's defence, you know, Bubaga Kamara very nearly left before he even signed a professional contract. I mean, he's been tough, you know, in terms of deals. Uh, you know, he, he was so highly rated as a, as a boy mm. and Marseille had real trouble tying him down to his first contract. They eventually did. And now he's not signing a, an, another one. So, you know, I... I, I, I I don't want to. Yeah, I, I think we can't put all the blame on on Marseille, but I think you're sure. right. Mm. You know, if they can, if they can have these these you know these local lads of that ability, they they need to keep them. The other thing I'd say, Armel, before bringing you back in, I mean, uh, we haven't seen Paul Lirola yet, have we? Who this season he was really impressive last season, and Marseille mm. need that that right sided. Uh, I think he uh, did get back. a few minutes. Did just he get in the last minutes? game? Okay. Yeah, right, laid on um, three or four minutes. And, and Milik, of course, and Milik is going to yeah. change a lot because at the moment we're still Payet playing as a false nine, and 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 that's not really working. I mean, mm. you know, if you're a Marseille fan, you're thinking top three, top three, definitely this season, no? Definitely, definitely, yeah, uh, top two. I think you, you'd even be saying, and I think you know who's going to win the league unless something incredible happens. But um, that doesn't work that way in football, boys. We just had so, this discussion. So I hear. Putting the excuses in nice. Look at though. look at Leon's squad. Look at I have Monaco's squad. Well, it's not gonna. It's not Marseille going to finish top three automatically. No, but no. We're, it, we're saying what will the Marseille fans be thinking? It wasn't oh, what, okay. what necessarily yeah, okay. Armel okay. will be thinking. Yeah, <laughs> Robbie's being like, realistic like... for the Marseille fans because. <laughs> well, look at their bench. Look at their bench from the from the weekend's game, and I know they've brought in a lot of players and they have a quality. But there are a lot of young, young kids there, a lot of other players that haven't played mm. much, a lot of players that haven't proved themselves yet as well. Yeah. So, look, I'm, I'm, I think there are other squads that are more complete than, than Marseille's, even if Marseille have a very, very attractive starting eleven, And an absolutely and I, mental coach who seems and like a mental coach. <laughs> is able to motivate even, even an ant on the Velodrome pitch will get the, the energy that he's getting across. Just a quick word, I, and you know, at the, the weekend I watched um, Arsenal ship five more goals with uh, Callum Chambers, Rob Holding and Sead Kolasinac playing central defence. I then watched um, William Saliba turn in a, an incredibly assured performance, another really assured performance. I mean, he is settling in so well. Of course, I, I alluded to Arsenal because Arsenal have decided to loan Saliba uh, again and it's, it's, it's quite baffling. Um, Gendouzi scored uh, a good goal as well, didn't he? Genduzi scored, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, which is which is good because people were starting to kind of ask questions a little bit about him with his first few performances, and that's the thing with Genduzi. People start to say, "Well, what is he actually in the team for?" Because he's not really a defensive midfielder; he doesn't really contribute um, goals and assists. So it was good to see him get on the score sheet, and he should be doing. He should, yeah, he should be contributing more. I think in 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 the final third, but yeah, by and large, the new signings, you know, they're all Jerson on the score sheet as well. They're all yeah. they're all looking the part. Jerson looking good as well. So let's uh, let's keep our eyes open for 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 Marseille and uh, uh, of course Robbie doesn't think they'll finish top three, but most of uh, the rest say of that, France, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> anything can happen. 
<laughs> Another team looking good for top three, having a really good start to the season. Uh, uh, nice. Um, nice played against yeah. Bordeaux at the weekend and Andy Scott commentated the action. Tracked uh, by Manga, she's got it again. Budawi looking for a man in the middle. It's been turned into the net. The reward for a strong start to this game from the home team. The goal made by the persistence of Budawi and finished in the middle by Justin Clivert. Here come Nice again. Clivert, he's got Ndoy alongside him, goes to Guiri. Guiri's shot into the net. Off Benoit Costille on its way. And, uh, well, as Bordeaux committed men forwards, they have been punished by the home team. Here's Guiri again. Oh, he's brought down surely by Koscielny. It is a penalty kick. And he tucks it away. Costille diving the wrong way. And Nice are 3-0 up before half-time. A lovely touch by Ndoy for Kifrin Turam, who's just come off the bench here. Turam to make it 4-0, he tucks it away. What an introduction to the game for Kifrin Turam. A cracking result, boys, uh, for, for Nice. They were far too good for Bordeaux. And um, just before kick-off in that game, they, they announced the signing of Andy Delore from, from Montpellier. So they've now got Delore as a sort of more experienced option as a as a number nine. Casper Dolberg, of course, uh, will be um, will be present. Hopefully, this season will stay relatively injury free. I know he missed the game against Bordeaux. Amin Guiri, uh, you know, it's potentially a very exciting strike force. Cliver um, scored uh, and looked good before going off, and he was replaced by another Dutch winger, Calvin Stengs. Um, Galtier Armel has. You know, immediately had 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 an impact at Nice. It's incredible. It really is. I I I was commentating the Lille Nice game in which they battered uh, Lille four nil at Lille, and that, correct me if I'm wrong, but they they yet to concede a goal, aren't they, Nice? Yeah, four clean sheets. Um, and it's just it's it's incredible how he's managed to put in place such such security in in just a few months of work. Um, he, for me, he really was the star of Lille's title win last season, and we're we're seeing that more and more with Nice. I mean, let's not get carried away. There's plenty of time to go, and see, I'd I'd be a little less sure about predicting top three for Nice than I would about Marseille, but I I can only see strength in their side, and when you've got that defensive base that Gautier is installing in them. You can you can work wonders. It's we we saw that with Lille. They conceded so few last season. They ended up being champions of France. There's another reason why I like Nice this season is um, they've got a 20 year old Ivorian right fullback called Armel Zahouri. I think he's going to be a world beater. Painted on dead set top three finish. Nice, no arguments. Because of yeah, Armel, no, Robbie. <laughs> because of Armel, Robbie. I, I, I was going to say, I, I, you know, and I'm not, I, I'm not kind of going against what Armel said, but I think a lot of people in France would say that Nice are more likely than Marseille to finish top three. Um, I, I think it's going to be fascinating. But yeah, you, you, Robbie, you, you, you fancy Nice? I do. I, I, I like them, and I think, like Armel said, I think a lot of it has to do with with Christophe Galtier. He's, uh, he's really proving week in week out that he that he can get the best out of football sides. I mean, they. The, the way they led from the front in the last two months of the season uh, last year with Lille 
was very impressive, the way they withstood the pressure, the way they were so solid. We've seen it the last two games. I think uh, they scored early a couple of weeks ago. When Who was it they defeated well? Yeah, they scored. They scored yes, exactly. Second. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's right. They had two goals within within five minutes. And yeah. they did it again against against Bordeaux. They scored after seven minutes. I like the way they come out punching. I like the way they have a game plan. And I like the way they can transition so quickly. They have youth. They have speed. They have all the elements that we saw at Lille last season. They have a solid defense. They have they're brilliant going forward. And this is this is Galtier really. This is this is impressive. And the addition of, of Andy Delor now gives them experience in the forward line. Because if you think about the way that Galtier built Lille, he had the Burak Gilmas, he had Benjamin Andre, he had Jose Font. There was always one pillar in each yeah, line of absolutely. his team. And he's now with Mario Lamina and Anton Delor, okay, 28, 29 respectively. Not quite the Burak Gilmas of this world. But they have experience. They've they've won things. They've they've been Don, places. Dante is back. Walter Dante's, Benitez, yeah, I yeah. agree. So he's now managed to find a spine to his team. And I think he'll be happier now going into the season, having those two players on board. The big uh, losers of the transfer window could be said to be Montpellier, who have lost Laborde mm. and Delors. They've, they've brought in Valo Germain, uh, who was uh, a free agent, former Marseille and Monaco attacker. He's going to have a lot of responsibility now. Um, uh, a couple of other moves that I, I need to, to mention. Saint-Etienne, I mentioned at the top of the pod, have signed a, a Liverpool striker. That was a bit cheeky in my intro because uh, it's not the English Liverpool. He's, he's from uh, Liverpool, Montevideo. Um, Igna- Ignacio Ramirez, the Uruguayan international, has joined Saint-Etienne. He's going to have um, a lot of responsibility for scoring goals. Charles Abbey has been loaned uh, to, to Gangon. Um, I should also say uh, Mohamed Bayo. Uh, has stayed at Claremont. That is a, a very big piece of news because uh, he's had an, ele- an electric start to the season. He was top scorer in Ligue 2 last term and several clubs uh, wanted to sign him. Um, so great news for Claremont that they have kept Mohamed Bayo. And, um, Mess have uh, lost is, their is, captain, John Boy, I've just seen. Has he gone to Switzerland to join Young yeah. Boys? Please tell me he has. He's gone to Saudi Arabia. Ah. Oh. But Robbie, they've kept Farid Boulaya, who exactly, was, uh, which is important as well to be going. So that yeah, that that mm-hmm. is important. We're 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 running out of time, guys. So we're going to bring in our um our final uh, uh, segment, which is of course Bon Voyage. We're going to look ahead to the next round of action after the international break, and we're going to decide uh, where we would like to go. So Armel and Robbie next weekend we've got Paris Saint-Germain against the uh, the the upstarts the surprise package of Clermont Clermont coming to the Parc des Princes on Saturday afternoon Monaco Marseille big big game at the Stade Louis de on Saturday night Monaco by the way got their first win of the campaign they beat Troyes uh, last weekend so that was big of course for for Nico Kovac mm-hmm. um Lyon at home to Strasbourg that's the Sunday night game Nantes at home to Nice uh, Sunday afternoon. What uh, what do you fancy, Robbie? Where 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 would you like to go? I'm going to steal your thunder, possibly here, Matt, and say Monaco Marseille. I think that's got that's got fireworks written all over it. Anything with Marseille has fireworks on it, and I think Monaco, having having just 
crawled, stumbled over the line in their in their game against Trois, which I commentated on the weekend. I mean, they they were solid. They didn't it what they didn't steal the three points, but it was nervy right to the end. And uh, I think they need to get on with things and start really stepping up a gear. So we sh- we could see a Monaco side. And that, look, there's plenty of passion in that derby. We're going to see nearly a full house at the Stade Louis II. Monaco have, uh, by the way, loaned Willem Gerbils, the uh, the young attacker um, formerly of Lyon. They have loaned him to Nantes. Nantes playing playing Nice. Uh, I don't know, Armel, do you fancy going to the Bourgeois to see a bit of Gerbils? Um, yeah, I could be enticed into doing that. But I'm very keen to go to Metz to, to go and watch Trois see how their newly assembled team gets on with the Adil Ramis of this world and the one man I'm disappointed you didn't ask me about today, Patrick Roberts coming in from uh, from Man City on loan because the last the last guy to come through uh, well spend some time at the Wimbledon Academy and then play in Ligue 1 was um, Terran Moffy and we saw how he got in last season so I can only wish Patrick Roberts the same success um, and see how Trois get on against Mets on Sunday afternoon. Yeah, yeah, and you you could also watch um, Tottenham's new midfielder Pap Matasar, who uh, yeah. has signed for Spurs and, and and gone back to Mets on loan. And mm. and that's why you know this is why I love having Armel Tanky on the pod. Only Armel could look at those ten matches and decide he wants to go to Mets Trois. And I think that's, you know, that's all credit to you, Armel. Um, I'm going to go to Leon. I'm I'm always looking at the big guns, and there are some big guns in action. Uh, at Lyon these days, Jérôme Boateng, Jadon Shakiri, um, who's the other one, Emerson, but the the also the best player in Ligue 1 at the moment, Lucas Paqueta, who has just started this season so well, and he could be the star man this season, I think, um, emerging with with uh, with Brazil. So I'm going to go to uh, to Lyon, Lyon Strasbourg. That should be interesting, um, and that's it really. I, I was talking to a friend the other day, and he couldn't believe that I was in Paris uh, last Sunday because he said, I thought you were going to Rennes for the, uh, for the Breton derby. And, and it's funny because <laughs> he listens to the pod and he actually believed that we do go on these trips. Sometimes we do. Sometimes we do. But very often it's more kind of fantasy stuff where uh, we're Like the famous imagining. car trip for Robbie last season. <laughs> that was great. Did, oh, you guys never showed up. I had a great yeah. time. Yeah, I'm glad. <laughs> Thank you for joining us, everybody, today. It's been an absolute pleasure. If you've got any questions or any feedback, league1podcast at gmail.com is, is our email address. We'll be back after the international break from Armel, Robbie and me, Matt Spiro. It's time to say au revoir et à très bientôt. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye-bye. 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 B